Letting Go, Hanging On. That's the title of a book by Father John Gruden, who gave a retreat here to our parish several years ago. Sounds like a contradiction in terms. How can I hang on if I let go? Today's gospel reading provides an insight into this seeming contradiction. Today's gospel is a, a unique gospel reading in that there are two stories, one within the other. Because it's the, written by Mark, some biblical scholars call this the Markan sandwich. And it begins, the first slice begins with a local high-level official of the synagogue humiliating himself by throwing himself at Jesus' feet and begging Jesus to come to his house to save his daughter of 12 who is dying. The middle or filling in the sandwich is the story of the woman afflicted by hemorrhaging for 12 years and her path to healing. And the other slice returns to Jairus and his daughter and their path to healing. Let us take a closer look at the details to unravel the meaning and the connection between the two stories and to us today. The first slice, Jarius was an administrator, kind of like the head of the board of elders for the Jewish synagogue. He was responsible for worship of the community in the synagogue. And that was a position of importance, and certainly he was a man of importance. And so why would this man leave his dying daughter for help? Wouldn't a messenger suffice? Why would an important person of this stature throw himself at the foot of Jesus? Possibly with 2,000 years of hindsight, we can see and we can say that this man was so concerned and so loving that he sought as a last resort the best that he could find to save his dying daughter. He did not know Jesus, but certainly knew about him through the Jewish synagogue grapevine, Jesus, the healer of physical maladies. And so the official threw himself on the ground in desperation, begging for the life of his daughter, humiliating himself. Now all you parents, would you do less for your children? But the point here is that he trusted that Jesus could save his daughter. Let go, hang on, you're not alone. And remember, so far Jesus had not raised anyone from the dead. His fame and name was spreading as a faith healer of physical maladies. But to raise someone from the dead, is that a goal too far? Is that a gift too much to ask for from God? But the official trusted. He overcame his anxieties and his fears, and he placed trust in Jesus. Now for the middle of the sandwich, the filling in the sandwich, as the crowd moved to Jarius' house, the older woman moves in. And I quote a commentator, Sister Mary McGlone. According to Mark, her suffering came at the hands of physicians and drained her finances while her condition only worsened. 
on the physical, social, and religious levels. Her physical problem made her ritually unclean, a condition that negated and eliminated her right to enter the temple and required her to remain apart from society, end quote. It's kind of, sort of like our COVID-19 isolation that we've experienced, but without radio, television, or telephone. We can't understand today, totally, the Jewish rituals that dominated and dictated their lives. Now I quote again, no matter the, research, no matter the reason, she put more faith or trust in Jesus than in ritual restrictions that she was supposed to observe. Another commentator described this poor suffering woman as walking dead. But the point is that she trusted in Jesus. She placed her faith in him enough to overcome her fears and to stand up against the rules of her own regular society. Letting go, hanging on, you're not alone. And so now, in a crowd, she approaches Jesus from behind. And an important sidebar here is a comment on the number 12 in these stories. First, the young girl was 12. And in those days, a young girl that turned 12 years old plus one day was considered a woman. Now, the second, the older woman, was hemorrhaging for 12 years. 12 years hemorrhaging. 12 is the number of fullness. And so for the full amount of her adult years, she is considered ritually unclean and could not worship in the synagogue and she could not conceive children. And therefore the description earlier, the walking dead. What fear she must have had, but what greater trust and faith that Jesus would not be offended if she broke the rules. After all, the good news that Jesus was bringing did not exactly agree with the Jewish leaders. But what a response occurred. Jesus, who touched me? The woman, I've been caught in the act. And the apostles, as if on, crew, on cue, Jesus, are you kidding? All these people around jostling, jostling you, and you ask who touched you? And then the woman again fell to her feet, trembling in fear, but she was cured. But still, she must have been scared and afraid of retribution and scolding. But she told her story in full. And Jesus' response, daughter, Daughter, the title, this title is given by Jesus only in the scriptures one time and to this woman. And so it's a frozen, sacred moment in time establishing a unique bond and relationship. Daughter, and all that means. And her answer from Jesus your faith has saved you. Go.
Go in peace, be cured, But the point was that she initiated the miracle, and her trust, her faith, gave her new life. Let go. Hang on. You're not alone. The rest of the gospel reading is the other slice of bread in our Mark and Sandwich. At this point, a messenger comes to Jairus. Your daughter died. Why trouble the teacher? any longer. In other words, Jairus, she's dead. And this man, Jesus, can't do any good, so why bother him anymore? Remember, Jesus is considered a healer of physical maladies and had not raised anyone from the dead. They dismissed Jesus because they believed that only God could raise the dead. Jairus, as a devout Jew, would believe this. So you don't need Jesus. He can't help you. Jesus responds, don't be afraid. Just have faith. In other words, Jesus is saying to Jairus, trust me, Jairus, I got this. Keep on believing. Trust me. As a parent, what would you do? Your child's dead. Who would you believe? This woman interrupts, you're talking with Jesus, getting him to save, to come to your house to save your daughter's life. And she interrupts this discussion. And can this Jesus that I know about, he's a healer of physical maladies. But we know that only God can raise people from the dead. And it's easy for Jesus to say, have faith. He doesn't have any kids. I mean, I've got a daughter and I just lost her, my precious child. But Jairus makes the leap. He's, he trusts Jesus, who raises the young girl of 12, who would be a woman in one more day. Now the mourners laughed at Jesus when he approached, and he addressed them. Why all of this weeping and gnashing of teeth? She's only sleeping. But what, would, what a great moment of irony. Jesus exhorts the parents and Peter, James, and John that no one should know of this incident. Now, tell me, parents, what parent who has experienced the death and the rebirth and the resurrection of their child could keep quiet? And what about you, brothers and sisters? Could you keep quiet if your brother or sister was brought back to life? If it were me, I would go out and tell the mourners, keep carrying on, but enjoy for a new, a new life, not for death. Now, it seems that in this instance, Jesus got the last laugh. But because of his decision, by overcoming his fear of losing his daughter and his fear and possible reluctance to believe in Jesus, by putting his faith and trust in Jesus, Jesus raised his daughter from the dead. The physical healer went way beyond their belief. The healer did only what the Jews believed God could do, raise the dead, because he was and is God. But for us today, 
What connects the two stories in our gospel to us? Now, maybe it's evident by now. First, the older woman overcame her fears, trusted more in Jesus, and broke the rules. Let go. Hang on. You're not alone. And secondly, Jairus heard the words, your daughter died. Don't trouble. Don't bother troubling the teacher. His dilemma, this Jesus heals physical maladies. Only God can raise the dead. Can I trust him? His decision saves his daughter's life. Let go. Hang on. You're not alone. The message within this story, within a story, is that our faith and our trust in God will overcome our fears and anxieties. Let go. Hang on. We're not alone. And in closing, I don't know about you, but I don't know if I could muster the same kind of faith that those two folks did. I don't know if I could let go and hang on. But of course, it would help if Jesus were among us today in our time and in our space, healing, curing, raising people from the dead, especially a family member, relative, or friend, and especially if I was present. But I doubt that will happen to me. And so I'll just keep on praying and begging and asking Jesus to increase and to deepen my faith and trust in him so that I can bring, I can serve him better by bringing peace, joy, and happiness to all those I meet. Now, I trust that this is your goal, too, and that you will continue to pray on this path so that together we can let go and hang on. <laughs>